0: nerdmode.com, that's nerd-mode.com presents Nerdmode episode 36, I Am Why I Cannot Have Nice Things.
1: Good evening, gentlemen. We've got a great night in store for you. I see a lot of new faces out there. Well, there's some familiar ones, so I'm not gonna yammer on too long. I want you all to sit back, enjoy the service, the s- s- scenery, but most of all, enjoy the show. Hit it. Are
0: you sure you want to do this? I know people do it in movies all the time, but there are bound to be real world consequences. He's kind of a nerd.
1: <gasps> it's cool, I'm taking it back.
0: Everyone else is growing and changing all the time, and that's not really my jam. I'm more of a fast-blinking, stoic, removed, uncomfortably self-aware type.
1: Nerd! Nerd! <laughs> I'm being extremely clever up here, and there's no one to stand around looking impressed. What's the point in having you all? Okay, a so 10 out of 10 for style, but minus several million for good thinking.
0: Hey everybody. I am uh I'm back for another episode. Uh this one is kind of right out of the ballpark. I don't really have a theme. Um it's just been a while and I have extra time today. I figured I'd hop down into Nerd Mode Studios and piece together a quick little ditty, little number. Hopefully you enjoy it. Um Yeah, the last couple months have been pretty crazy. Pretty busy. Um as usual. I know it sounds like a whole Line of excuses, but it is what it is. Um, In the words of Zaphod Beeblebrox, I love, how does he word it? I love deadlines. I love the whooshing sound they make as they go by. Um, I'm starting to understand that my time frames I put up for the show are very Doctor Who-like, where I say, oh, I'll be back in a week, and then it's three months later. Um, It's a whole wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey thing. Um, But I am going to try and sneak down and do more random shows like this. Um, What this one is based around is um, at work, especially when I'm on midnights, my brain tends to get bored, so I come up with things to keep myself busy, um, just mentally. Uh, And of course, it always starts from literally just a comment or a thought, and this one was based around... Weird science. I was talking to a co-worker of mine about it. Um, so I came up with a, a list. It's got probably about seven or eight things. Technology, magic, things like that used in mostly movies that I think were missed opportunities. Um, but then I quickly realized that this list is a list of things that I cannot have for fear that I would become a malevolent being. Um, so, so basically, um, we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, I'm going to try and get caught up with some things that have been going on. Um, I've been playing a lot of video games lately. Um, as usual, a whole bunch of Minecraft. Um, and then also Doom came out, the newest Doom for the Xbox One. And I believe for, I think it came out for PlayStation. I don't think that was a Microsoft only. And holy smokes, is that game Awesome. Um they skipped over all the unnecessary scares and horror themes. They went with Doom Three, um, which I think they dropped the ball on. Um I didn't get too far into that one specifically because the flashlight mechanics where you had to use a flashlight or a gun. I got really bad headaches and tunnel vision from it, so I couldn't play that one, but Doom, the newest iteration, is amazing. I love it. It's just like Doom One and Two. Um, very nostalgic, very reminiscent with updated guns, graphics, much cooler looking beasts and demons, um, and solid storytelling mixed in with it as well. Um, it's made by Bethesda, who makes Skyrim and Elder Scrolls and Fallout. Um, wait, maybe they didn't make Elder Scrolls. So scratch that. Um, it, it isn't as open world as Fallout or Skyrim, but it has that same kind of feel to it. Um, but I'm kind of glad it's not that open world, because that would be way too much. I get thoroughly, thoroughly overwhelmed by games on that scope. Um, I have been playing a little bit of Fallout 4 as well, but it, like I said, I get overwhelmed. Um, they do have mods for Fallout now, which are definitely cool, but be careful, because sometimes they can screw up your game, which I had happen to me. Um Sorry, I'm on my phone as well, I'm going to try to multitask here the best I could. It's crazy how you can text, text, text until you know you have a time frame, and then all of a sudden you forget where all the keys are. Um, I'm trying to think other things I can quick throw out there, recommendations. Um, I finished, I'm trying to think if I mentioned the... I, I read the book uh, Ender's Game. I'm working through the classics in uh, sci-fi literature mostly, um, solely, but surely as I can get them from the library, I've been chick- chipping away and Ender's game was amazing. Um, very political and that sometimes very philosophical. Uh, but the battles and the story was, re- was pretty solid. Um, and then I liked it so much. I purchased the movie, um, which I think should have been a little more popular than it was. It kind of flubbed and I'm not too sure why it followed the books very well. um, I think of anything else it's been pretty quiet watching a lot of kids movies um for instance Angry Birds was a lot finer than I was expecting it to be um Zootopia was brilliant um again a lot funnier and a lot better than I was expecting it to be and I had high hopes for that one uh let's see I uh I also finally watched A Hateful Eight and uh Captain America Civil War um both were really really good um Hateful Eight, of course, Quentin Tarantino movie set in the uh, the Old West, has a, a bit more mature themes to it. Um, I the language again, as usual, I get kind of become fuddy duddy. I have struggled with that a little bit. Um, Captain America: Civil War was really good. Um, I'm literally feel like I'm just saying everything has been really good. That one I I really enjoyed. I was excited how they mixed the Captain America cinematic universe with the Civil War uh, comic book arc. Um, and I think they did a pretty good job considering they had a tiny, tiny, tiny fraction of the characters to pull from. Uh, I know a lot of people were freaking out about Black Panther and I thought he was cool. But I don't. for me, I don't think he was a strong enough like introduction, I guess. For me to truly be like boned up and excited for a Black Panther movie, um, the use of Ant Man and Spider Man I thought was terrific, uh, especially in the big battle in the in the middle of the movie. Um, no, I, I should try to get an episode of that out just about that movie. Um, I was invited on to uh, Mike versus the World, but sadly because of things going on, um, I wasn't able to. Um, So if you get a chance to check that one out, Mike vs. the World, um, I'm going to throw in some plugs haphazardly here. Uh, Devin has an entire podcast Empire you should check out. Uh, Essence of Man is one. Um, I've been listening to Shots of History, where he and a couple friends of his drink whiskey and talk about historical figures and events. Um, I liken it to imagining... The Animaniacs, Yakko, Wacko, and Dot, growing up, getting drunk, and talking about history. It's very similar. Um, But there's solid fact and and, uh, history behind it. They're not just making it up. Um, And then he's still kicking out tons of episodes for Snake Oil Comics, so please check those out. And then also, uh, Mike and Ryan After Dark is another great one. Um, Yeah, and as you haven't noticed, this is a solo episode. Um Ditsy B couldn't make it. She's currently at work. Uh, I didn't think to invite anybody because I literally got home from work, did a few things around the house, and then hopped on my computer because I wanted to get this episode out. Um, It's most likely going to be a much shorter one than usual, depending on the level of uh, ranting I do. Um, So, yeah, basically, I made a list of missed opportunities and or technologies I think could have been utilized a little bit more from... uh, either a storytelling front or just in the scope of all human existence. Um, I shied away from anything with time travel, because those movies genuinely will explain why you shouldn't mess with time travel. This is more mad-made or magic-use technology that uses the characters just didn't quite grasp what they had. And then I pretty quickly realized that I cannot own these things because I would not use them for the greater good in all cases. Um, so I'm just going to kind of pick them at random here. Uh, and I'm just going to rant a little bit we're just enjoy. Hopefully it won't be too long of an episode. Um, the first one, we're going to go with Gray Sports Almanac um, from Back to the Future 2. Now, this won't, I won't qualify as this time to travel because it's not like using the DeLorean or a TARDIS. It's literally just if you had the book. Sure, we find out in Back to the Future 2 that when Biff Tannen had this book, he became a monster. Um, he basically destroyed Hilldale, which I thought was odd that he focused so hard on Hilldale. you think he would have um, moved beyond that and created his own city by now. Um, which I guess essentially he did. So through a series of very shaky, hardly able to comprehend moments, Mike, 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 Marty and Doc. Wow. I have not podcast in a while. Get the book back and then instantly destroy it. And right, right when he throws it in the bucket and burns it, that's when I'm like, you know, a lesson probably could have been learned about, um, using time travel for personal gain. But at this point already, Doc and Marty have seriously used time travel for personal gain. Um, Just the premise of Back to the Future 2 alone was based around the fact that Doc and Marty went forward in time to change time so his kids don't get arrested. You would think all they would have to do is say, Marty, your kids are going to end up in jail, so maybe you should be a more attentive father. Um maybe teach your son to stand up for himself, become a better parent. But instead, Marty becomes a doppelganger for his son, and things get so much worse. Um, so throwing that out the window, they could have used this book and said, okay, if we're smart and we structure what we're doing, we take care of our bets, not only can we live comfortably in our children and our children's children, we can fund scientific research, um, we can fund a space program, we can build schools, we can build hospitals we can feed the hungry and they burn it and the reason I think it would end up better within their hands than Biff is because they are in fact not Biff Tannen, Biff Tannen's just he's a jerk from the very moment you meet him to the very last time you see him, he's just a jerk so no matter what, in that case it's going to be bad news um, but I think in the hands of Marty and Doc and maybe Jennifer can help who knows? They could do some serious book, book good with a book like that. Um, so that's one. Um, these two, I'm going to lump together. Actually, these three. There's three instances here. Um, one, if you've ever seen the Twilight Zone movie, there's one. One part um, where there's a little boy who can alter time and space just through thought alone. I'm going to lump him in with Genie from I Dream Genie and Samantha from Bewitched. In all three instances, there's a character who is more than willing and able to create and bend time. Um, and usually it's at very, very minimal work. Uh, cross your arms, nod your head... Uh, Wrinkle your nose a little bit, wiggle your nose, and or the kid just literally stares all blank eyed, and things change. Um, and in all cases, except for the Twilight Zone one, but especially with uh, I Dream a Genie and Bewitched, the the male lead is like, nope, I don't want you to use your powers for for good for anything like that. You know, I just I want to live my life normal. Um. I want to just do things the the moral right way, and of course that never happens because um, there would be no show if there wasn't magical hijinks. I don't think I would have gone the same route. I I think the 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 lure to change the world around you would have been too big, um, too easy to meddle with, and again, hence why it's probably not best for me. Um. But the fact that they would say, nope, don't use your powers, and then the the characters would invariably use their powers and then have to use their powers again to undo it, means that they're going to use it anyway, so you might as well enjoy it, bend the world a little bit. Um, I Dream of Genie was a lot bigger with that. She had no problem and enjoyed making things a bit silly and had no qualms about going beyond the three-wish rule um, for for her master um, Samantha from Bewitched was a little more, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? She had to work a little harder at it. And then sometimes using her abilities were to counteract what some of her magical family and brethren would create. Um, but I still think that the idea of the two husbands not using the powers for for their own uses... Um, that was probably harder for me to believe than anything else. So I, I think anybody, and I, not just me, but anybody in their core would be like, yeah, I would probably, I would go flying around a little bit. Um, I would get a superpower or I would win the lottery. I think just about anybody would wish for that. So I don't feel too, uh, too down on myself for wishing that as well. Um, and I, I honestly think if, if, uh, my fiance, Steph, hi babe, um, sat me down and it's like, look, honey, um, I need to tell you something. I am a witch. I can manipulate time. I can create things out of thin air. I can make anything we want happen. I'd be like, okay, um, well, first I'd like an Iron Man suit. Um, so if you can get me that. And then um, I would like a Olympic-sized ball pit. I would like to win the lottery as well. Um, can I teleport? Yeah, let's make me teleport. I would have no problem instantly coming up with an itemized list in order of importance of the things that I would like in my life. Um, and that's not to say I'm not happy with my life. It's just everybody wants a little bit more. Um, so, yeah, that's those three kind of lump together. Um This might end up being fast because my list is almost done. Uh, I'll even throw in one that I was going to skip. There was a movie in the 80s called Teen Witch, and it's available right now on Netflix. So if you want to check out a horrible, horrible movie, excuse me, go on Netflix, type in Teen Witch, and watch it. Um... The, the basis of this show or this movie is that there is a girl who is a teenager who finds out she is a witch. And she gets a magical amulet that helps her harness her powers. And, of course, um, it goes, I shouldn't say awry. If I remember correctly, she kind of makes good in the world around her. Mostly through ridiculous, completely dated hijinks, like having her mousey friend battle rap the man of her dreams. And like, I I feel embarrassed for that scene. It's so bad. Um, do you ever get that feeling, like when you remember doing something that embarrassed you, or if you drop a you know drop food or break something, and all of a sudden everyone's looking at you, and you feel warm in the cheeks and the neck. I feel that. When I think about what these com- people I don't even know have created. The scene is so awkward. It's on YouTube. It's so bad. The movie is that. The whole movie. And spoiler I'm going to tell you how it ends. Because it came out in the 80s. If you haven't seen it, that's your fault. Um, you're probably better off for it. Um, it all ends, basically, she gets gets the boy. Uh, the, the teen witch. And I think the mousy girl does too. I don't remember much beyond the battle rap. Um, the teen witch is at like the prom or the big dance, and she gets the boy, and they're dancing. And then the uh, the the woman part of the the coven that gave her the the amulet shows up, and she's just like oh, giving her like a look over the over the dance floor, like in most dance scenes in the '80s. She kind of looks at her like, "Are you do- doing okay?" The girl smiles, slides the amulet to her, and gives her that like. Yep, I don't need this anymore. I am happy now. If if that was me, I probably would have slid it like, yeah, no, I'm good. you know. And then I would have ran over and picked it up like, wait, no, hold on. I've got finals next week. Um, I haven't even gone to college yet. So I think I need to hold on to this a little while just to make sure things line up. I don't think any average person would suddenly, especially right, at, right in high school, be like, no, I have everything I need in life right now. I'd be like, no, I need an Iron Man suit. I need a giant ball pit. Um, I need to be able to teleport. Like, I, I don't think I have it in me to just get rid of that much power. So, again, I should not own these things. So, my birthday's coming up in a couple months. Do not get me any of these things because it won't end well. It will end in probably me trying to take over the planet. Um, so yeah, don't buy me these things. Um, next one, we're going to go into weird science. Um, and I'm not specifically focusing on Lisa because again, being in high school and having someone be able to bend all of time and space to your whim at just the, the dimension of what you'd like, um, I don't think anybody would give that power up because that one ended very similar where Gary and Wyatt use this technology that they literally build on their own, create an omnipotent being that will do everything they want. But then they're like, no, we don't need you anymore because we both have girlfriends and we stood up to the bullies, which they didn't officially stand up to any bullies. They're just the pretend ones. Um. Of course, then they let Lisa free on the world, so who knows where that really went from there? Um I'm not so much talking about her because I kind of covered it'd be repeating myself. I mean, she falls under the same umbrella as Jeannie and Samantha and the Weird Kid from Twilight Zone the movie. I'm talking about their computer that they' literally out of nowhere because they wanted to create a computer program that works as a like a female. They create um an ability to manifest anything they want just from a picture um for instance, they create Lisa off of um some scans and some um, like scanning digital information, which even now doesn't the computers don't quite work that way i mean they they built their very own system and then Hooking a couple wires up to a doll, they create a a human being. Um, And then they also, because it happens to be laying next to a picture of a missile, they create a missile instantly. Um, The only thing that really happens is there's a a freak electrical storm outside and things, physics, get a little weird. But still, they basically created unlimited resources. They could create whatever they, they wouldn't need money because they could literally build whatever they want. Um, unless, of course, Wyatt's parents get a ridiculous uh, power bill, which we never find out, so I'm going to assume it never happened. Um, They built a machine that can create anything, from a living being creature, human, I shouldn't call Lisa a creature, although she technically isn't human, um, a being, to a a full-size USSR missile. They could easily like, I want a burger. Bloop, have a burger or a Ferrari or, um, they could figure out a way to make a better system. Uh, it's it's crazy. Like, and then at the end of the movie, they're just like, "No, we have girlfriends, so we are happy." Thumbs up. I don't I don't think anybody would just give that up. You know, this is gonna be a short episode because I've only got two more things, three more things to go over. Um, and of course, if you guys have any thoughts. Any tech you would add to it, um, let me know. Maybe I'll think of some more as I'm ranting. The next one kind of blends between Weird Science, their technology, and I Dream a Genie. And that's the uh, Zoltar Zoltan machine from Big. Where the premise is this boy puts a coin in the thing, goes down the little a little track lands in the genie's mouth an animated op- mouth that opens and closes very slowly if you land in the mouth you make a wish and your wish comes true whether it's exactly how you want it to come true or not um it comes true he wishes to be big and in which he becomes a grown up uh has gets a like rather simply gets a career a girlfriend and all those things he Desperately needs as a 13-year-old boy, apparently. Um, but then, and I'm not knocking the movie big. It's one of my favorites of all time. I'm a huge, huge fan of the movie. Um, Tom Hanks, I want to be Tom Hanks when I grow up, um, is brilliant in that. Probably, I, I am going to say that's probably one of his best roles because his ability to go from a child in a grown-up's body to a grown-up and then back again and just portray that just in his mannerisms is spot on. Um, I think the missed opportunity there was not so much on Josh Baskin but his girlfriend not going back and just full-on stealing that machine because The two wishes he made were very specific in what he got back. Um, When he wished to be big, he became a a grown-up, experienced life as a grown-up, realized he still wants to be a kid, made a second wish the exact same way, and got exactly what he wished for. So, as far as genies are concerned, there wasn't much playful shenanigans there. There wasn't a lot of wiggle room, for instance. Um So it was pretty straightforward. Um, So you could get a truck, load that machine up. I don't honestly think anybody's going to, if it's missing, yeah, they're probably going to look for it a little bit, but they're not going to be like, okay, somebody stole some old school arcade game where you drop a coin in the thing's mouth. I don't think they're going to fight too hard to look for it. Just take it, put it in your basement, it doesn't need to be plugged in because it doesn't work when you have it plugged in. They have to unplug it, so it uses no power. You drop a coin in, make a wish, um, start small, learn uh, the intricacies of the of the machine, and go from there. And then make them bigger and bigger. The fact that they just like, okay, we're good, and just left it on a, a boardwalk somewhere to most likely end up getting destroyed because I don't know if you remember the end of the movie where they find the machine is outdoors along a beach like the moment it rains all those arcade machines gonna be ruined that one probably included um so they have this source of of wondrous power just sitting there i would make a few treks out there and i would i would pick one up you know i would grab one and i'd make some make me some wishes um this next one this is more philosophical um, because you don't really have power over this technology, but I think the technology itself was better than people gave it credit for, and that is the matrix um, in the movie we're we're led to believe that Neo and Trinity and Morpheus are like the heroes of the story, which in most cases they are but I don't think The Matrix was as bad of a thing as the movie tried to make you believe. Um, For instance, when Trinity and Neo and them are going around with these amazing bullet-time gunfights and fighting police officers, SWAT teams, and all that, from our perspective, they're fighting computer programs and machines, but that's only when agents the agents take over. I assume when the agents take over, the person that is attached to that digital self dies and is ejected. But when Neo and them fill a room full of bullets and kill everyone in there, they're killing people. Everyone they shoot, those people are as far as they know, are just protecting a business, their their selves, a job, and also these gratifying leather clad superheroes come in and slaughter them in mass that's not so clear cut black and white that's some pretty solid neo and trinity are killing people um and the people that are tied to the matrix that's not a horrible thing that's they still have free will within that system i mean they, they go to their jobs. They go to parties. They go to raves. They get burgers. They eat steak. Um, that's not horrible. It might be visually a lie, but I still think the people that are in the system are who they are. They're still... If I was in the, I'd still be Chuck. You would be you. Um, you would be Mike, or you would be Devin, depending on who's listening. You would be Jose. You would be Wesley. Um. Sure, the world around you is an illusion but you're still to your core you Um, so I don't think living in that system is so horrible especially when you see what's outside the matrix that seems a lot worse I think there would be a lot of people like oh yes we're free what is this why am I eating oatmeal chew and everyone is sweaty and smelly and we live in the sewers Uh, just plug me back in I'm good no, I'm I'm good. I'm going to go back and I'm going to do my, my factory work and play video games because this is not, Morpheus, what you led this to look like. Um, And then on that side note, did anybody ever notice how weird it was that Cypher could exit the Matrix without anybody knowing? How did he do that? He needed somebody to call him in and out. But yet he snuck out and had a stake with Mr. Smith. It's a little odd. Um... So yeah, I think over the course of the story, The Matrix isn't horrible. It's not the best system. Um, I know they explained that they created Utopia and they lost entire quote-unquote farms of humans. But I think there's probably would be a little more buffer zone there. But I think that's all been covered in the third movie, which was very tough to follow. Um, So yeah, that's The Matrix. Not horrible, I don't know if it really fits in this episode because it's not technology that we can ourselves use. I mean, I would surely love to exit the Matrix and then go back in with that knowledge so then I'm like, wait, I can kind of be like Diet The One. Um, Because obviously people in the Matrix who understand that it's the Matrix instantly become like alpha humans. I could handle that, so I guess it kind of follows. Um... This last one already. This list went fast. This is going to be officially a mini-sode. Well, as far as nerd modes considered, this is a mini-sode when it's under, under 45 minutes. Um, but in regular podcast worlds, this is going to be an average length show. Um, this one I took a little while to work through, and that's Jumanji. Um, this one has kind of a little asterisk by it because... At the end of the movie, they didn't decide we're never going to use this technology or this magic game again. I believe it got sucked kind of into itself, and then put into like the Magic Jumanji world, wherever that is, that jungle. Um, I more or less am rationalizing how I would utilize this this power. Like literally, everything here is—it's a uh, a list of ways I would almost <laughs> manipulate or exploit um, these means for my own good. Um, I, the game of Jumanji is so, I mean, again, the movie is amazing, not picking apart at all. Um, so random and dangerous, right? Uh, there's no control over what the board says, um, what it makes you do. Um, it all depends on the roll of the dice, right? So for me, I wouldn't use the board myself. I would find like for instance, the movie they end up um becoming quite wealthy using uh using knowledge of the future and everything not they don't become bad guy- bad guys at all they just they're good for themselves I would find investors to help me buy an island, okay, a pretty big island, nothing huge, nothing too massive, but enough, some space, and then I would uh Literally have nothing there except for a couple tents, a couple huts, what have you, and the Jumanji board. And I would get a hold of these super rich, super well-to-do um, big game hunters, safari enthusiasts, travel enthusiasts. And I would say, okay, guys, I need four people, $250,000 each. You can have the hunting experience of a lifetime. You just have to sign this waiver. Okay. And don't touch those dice until I get off this island. I'd set up security systems so I can watch and know when they're done playing make You have to play all the way through. You sign the waiver. You can't sue. You can't do anything. And go. And that would be... It'd be like Jumanji Tours. Um, that's not a horrible idea, right? I mean, yeah, there's a whole Jurassic Park series that explains exactly, precisely why this idea will not work. But it's worth a shot. Um, I figure if it's within the confines of an island, anything that pops out of the Jumanji board, knock on wood, would be constricted to that island. It would be locked there, landlocked. Um, So then those guys would have their adventure. Hopefully they would all survive. Hopefully the check's clear. They would spread, spread word. Boom. An entire Jumanji Enterprise off of a board game. Um. So yeah, uh, I'm trying to think if there's if there's anybody else, anything else. Um, Jason for work mentioned Jambi from Peewee, but I can't recall if he had any serious powers besides being a creepy floating head in a box. Um, so I don't know enough about that. Um, if you guys have any thoughts, anything you would add to the list, um, anything that I forgot in my haphazard ramblings here, um. Anything from movies, literature. So let's stay away from Time Machines um, because that one's kind of played out. I tried to think outside the box here of stuff that normally people are like, oh, it's a good thing they took care of that situation because it destroyed everything. Well, let's let's rethink that. Let's ponder how differently it would be. Um, so email me at nerdmode42 at gmail.com. Um, I have an email I need to read now that we're on the subject from uh, Mike, from Mike versus the world. Let me get that loaded really quick. Um, It's always a pleasure to see a little email notification on my nerd mode email. Um, Let's open that up. Uh, He says, hey, Chuck, once again, I want to give you props. I'm putting on an entertaining show as a single host. You're the only quote unquote regular guy. Podcast hosts I listen to that I can that I can pull it off. Kudos. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, I I I tend to ramble. I tend to rant. Um, as I explained in the past, these podcasts are like my nerd tea kettle. Just I I tend to overheat and I'm on the heat too long. So he's got to pick me up and move me over and let the steam out. And that's basically what this is. Um, he has a Ready Player One list from our last episode. Um, his avatar would be Goku from Dragon Ball Z. His vehicle would be a speeder bike from Return of the Jedi. His weapon would be a lightsaber, purely for the look because Goku is a weapon himself. But Mike, that depends. Um, being the avatar doesn't necessarily give you that avatar's power. Okay? Um, you would have to level up to get to Goku's 9,000! You know, you'd have to get up there to become Super Saiyan. You wouldn't just get that um avatar is literally like just a skin you would wear um so let let you have that one but i don't think you would be powered like goku you would be mike looking like goku um but you do need to read the book mike i'm serious um the spaceship the ss normandy from mass effect i just started playing the game and that is a beautiful ship i the moment i stepped on that bridge I'm like oof this is, a, this is a good one. I'm I'm kind of digging this. Um, planet slash base, the Death Star with a high-grade vent cover for those pesky proton torpedoes. Well done. Um, like I said in that episode, I, I steered away from things like the Death Star or Star Destroyers or even the USS Enterprise. Because in my mind, it feels like you would need a huge crew to pilot it. But I don't know if that's the case. Uh, maybe they don't. Um, he said lots of Star Wars stuff, but hey, why mess with the classics? Because you have all of your imagination mess with mess with the classics, Mike. Go ahead. Feel free. Um, instead of lightsaber, have the Schwartz. Mix it up. Spacebug Chuck style. Come on. Um, no, but again, thank you, Mike, for uh contributing after the fact. Um, it's always great to get emails and uh get props from other shows, especially shows that I, I still honestly, humbly um, feel are greater than mine. Um And much more consistent, much higher production values. Um, I do want to get a new microphone. Um, Here's a topic to end off on. Um, I had a fun conversation at work today with uh, Tyler and Jason. Um, We were talking about video games and things like that. um, And I had brought up how I feel like nerds have won in much aspects of life. When I was a child, and it was different for Tyler because he's younger, um jason too he's he's older, but I think his experience was similar to mine where if you read comic books, play video games, watch cartoons, um you were a nerd, a derogatory version of a nerd, and you were never gonna get a girlfriend, you were never gonna get laid you get you get beat up and harassed and made fun of for being a kid um that was a commonplace, but now when you look at the top grossing films. Everyone plays video games now. Cartoons are everywhere. Um, nerds nerds won. Okay, we, we won. But then Tyler asked me a, a terrific question. And he's like, well, what do you consider nerdy now? So I really had to think hard on it because um, I had to kind of put myself in a place to think like almost judgmentally, which isn't necessary. But I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, well, D&D is still kind of nerdy. Um, that's, that's up there. I want to play D and D really bad. Like if I can get on a Skype D and D game with somebody, let me know. Um, I have tried to organize a, a D and D slash gamma world game at my house. It's not working out yet, but I'll get there. Uh, Wesley is going to be in charge of that. As far as the actual game, Jose, if you want to please join, it'll be fun. You're not gonna be the only new guy. Cause I haven't played since I was like nine, maybe even six. Who knows? um, so I mentioned that D and D is up there, and then uh, I was like, I wanted to say cosplay, but that's pretty standard now. That's pretty common. And I was like, ooh, LARPing, live action role play. That's that's pretty nerdy. And then the more we talked about it, I was like, I, I could see myself doing that. Like, I don't think I would actively seek it out, but if I found myself in a situation where I could be part of a, like a, a he Tyler mentioned like twenty, thirty people. Larpy, I'm like, I think that I would do that. Um, so what do you classify, not not in a judgmental sense, but just in general, what do you feel is still nerdy? Um, I think the nerdiest thing I did recently was my fantasy uh, wrestling league that uh, Mike originally started that I just kind of ran with. Um, that's probably the nerdiest thing I can think of that I do um, because I was literally taking notes while watching pro wrestling. Um, so I would love to hear what you guys would classify as nerdy and not so much, just something that's probably more than what you think you would normally seek out. Like for me, LARPing is a big one. Um, cosplay, I definitely would, I would, I would do in a heartbeat. Um, dressing up at the Renaissance fair, I'd have no problem with. It's just finding the, the budget to purchase a costume, um, and even at first, I didn't think I'd do LARPing. Then the more we talked about, them, I'm like, that would actually be kind of cool—wailing away on each other with foam swords and just getting into it. So, what would you classify as uh, nerdy in this day and age? Um, because it's definitely—I don't think it's comic books anymore. Big Bang Theory wants us to believe it is, but I don't think it is anymore. Um, video games, computer games. Being a computer nerd is an entire career now. Um, you need those those abilities to, to function the day-to-day. Um, so, yeah, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, NerdMode42 at gmail.com would probably be the easiest way to answer me now. Um, I very rarely am on Twitter anymore. Or check out the Facebook page, Facebook group, um, or NerdMode.com. That's Nerd-Mode.com. I would love to hear your thoughts um, either on today's episode or uh, one for next time. Um, what is too nerdy for you? Hmm. I don't know if I like that turn. What do you classify as nerdy? Let's just go with that. Not just philosophically, like what activity is a nerdy activity to you? Um, Thanks for listening. And this has been SpaceBuck Chuck with Nerd Mode. And as usual, learn something about everything and everything about something. I might change that. I might change that to be excellent to each other.
1: Starts with an earthquake, birds and snakes an airplane. and aeroplane. Lenny Bruce is not afraid. i yeah. yeah.